Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Hi, you're welcome to Back to Base, uh, the podcast that brings you real conversations with fascinating founders. And we talk to founders, we talk to tech experts and everyday people really to give you a glimpse into their lives and for you to know that their why. I like to know the what, you know, what drives them. Because they're just like us, so, but they just have, you know, a genius mind. It really fascinates me. And today we're having a chat with Joe Kenvey, who's an investor, an investor and a founder of Hook. First of all, when I saw H-O-A-Q, I said, okay, how is, how is this pronounced, right? <laughs> but he would do that. He would tell us exactly how that is pronounced. He's also, he has an interesting name, Joe Kenvey. And I bet that there are other interesting things, incredibly interesting things about him. So let me just say hi to you now. Hey, how you doing? First of all, your name is really interesting. Where, where are you from? I'm from Lome, Togo. Um, I was born and raised in Lome. And I, I I moved to Dublin, Ireland in uh, 20, 2005. So I born in Togo, raised in Ireland up until this year when I moved to London to live in London full time. Oh, wow. So what does your name mean? Is there any special meaning to Kinvi or? Kinvi, like, I think it's, that's a good question. I don't know. I could be lying here, but <laughs> like small king, I could be lying. I need to ask my dad. But my other name actually has a different meaning, which is Ekwe. Ekwe, so my full name is Joseph Ekwe Kinvi. And Ekwe means the first son. So in my tribe, you know, the first son is Ekwe. The second son is, son is Teko. The third one is Mesa. So like you have a name before you were born. Right? Oh, okay. And the the Joseph is my given name. So that's the name my parents gave me. All right. Where I'm from, Ekwe, um, sorry, the first son is actually uh, Opara. That is what they call okay. the first son of the family, the opera of the family. Okay, okay let, let's just dive into it, right? I want to, I want to know about you, right? About your journey so far. This program is called Back yeah. to Base. We go back into time to where it all started, even before it did start, right? Have you always had this idea of being an investor? You know, all those uh, skits they're making right now, you see investor, investor. But you are the real... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the real investor. So, have you ha- always had this this um, idea, or you stumble upon it? Yeah, I was. I think for the longest time, I didn't even know what an investor was. But the journey started. I think yeah, back when I moved to Ireland, um, I was just a very. I like to believe that I was a driven child, hmm. and I always wanted to achieve things. And over time, I saw myself just becoming very entrepreneurial. Like I. I like to get involved in new things, things that haven't been done before. So I remember in my final year in uh, university when I was studying accounting and finance, my friend and I, Michael, who lived next door to me, we uh, entered this competition uh, at, a, at a university that he was going to and we came second. Like we won a prize. But right after that, like we did this thing and uh, we, we came up with this software called I- ILB, which is Interactive Learning Board. I actually remember that. Uh, and like we presented it and we won. No, we didn't win. We came second, but we got cash. But I rather than that, I just went to work, right? Because that's what everybody else was doing. I graduated. I went to work for Ernst & Young. I've always had an itch to build something or to, to, to be part of something like that hasn't been done before. And I, I remember when I was at Ernst & Young, I tried to start my first community, which failed it failed purely because I didn't really know how to build a community, right? 
and then i so i think I, I tried it again with a bunch of people so one one of the learnings from building that first community was there was three of us and then two people left and it was just me trying to you know make this thing work and i just didn't know how we tried it again in 2016 and now this time there were seven people and we started this community called african professional network and which is quite big now uh, in ireland it still runs they're on the fourth president i was the founding president and i loved being part of the apni because i just love doing things that haven't been done working with people collaborating and i think it was 2017 i tried to build my own startup by the way i'm, I'm skipping a lot of things that i've done but i had to build my own startup and i didn't know how to build a startup to be honest with you uh, and it didn't go very far it was a music tech startup and so i was like okay i don't know how to build a startup i need to learn how to build a startup and the best way to do that is to join a startup so in 2017 i joined the startup uh, called touch tech payments as the you know cfo slash head of finance which i you know i joined them it was great we ended up selling that company to stripe which is a, a global payment company um, and, you know, being a Stripe, which was one of, you know, the, the hardest startups at the time, it was a good place to really see innovation happen. So I was learning. Um, I spent three years at Stripe. And then at Stripe, I asked for a secondment to go to Paystack. So I spent a year at Paystack. And when you're working at companies like Stripe and Paystack, you're learning from the best, right? You're learning from entrepreneurs and uh, I think while I was at Stripe was when we started Hoke. And Hoke was never really meant to be a company that it is today. And it's Hoke, by the way, it's not H. It's HOAQ, but we call it Hoke. Uh, it was never meant to be a company. Um, the whole idea back then in 2020 was to enable ourselves to become investors. And what does that mean? It means that we learned how to angel invest. We find a way to build a community because, you know, becoming angel investors required requires a very large amount of money. And I'm talking like $25,000, $100,000, which is quite a lot for us because we're all working professionals. And we decided to, again, be innovative and figure out a way to do this. So we realized that when we can get a group of people together that are bringing small, you know, like smaller check, we can pull it together and figure out how to become angel investors. And that's where Hope came out, out of. And up until this year, Hope was more of a side hustle for us. And, but it has grown. Like it went from, we started with 17 people. It grew to at least when I checked, well, I think we're near like 700 members at this stage. And uh, this year I decided to really um, go at it full time. And that's how I'm here. I hope that gives you enough background around my entrepreneurial background. It did. First of all, I want to go further to when you were a toddler, when you were a kid. And when they asked you, what do you want to become when you grow up? What was your answer? I, I always wanted to be an accountant. Mm. Because one of my dad's friends who was an accountant used to come around and I used to like, you know, help wash his car so that he can give us money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this guy has money. So like, you know, he must he must have been he must have been, you know, and being an accountant is a is a good profession. And by the way, I am a qualified accountant. I, I trained as an accountant. I have my qualifications. I, I can still run through financials, but I, at the end of my qualifications, I realized that accounting is great. It's a great profession, but that's not who I am. I'm not the guy who sits behind the desk and you know crunching numbers. I can do it, 
but I'm the guy who's out there on the field talking to people, trying new things. And as soon as I qualified, I stopped practicing accounting. Like, I mean, when I was head of finance at uh, TouchTech, I practiced because I had to like, you know, get through the audits. I had to close the books. Um, and that foundational training really helped me. Uh, but when I left, when we, when we joined Stripe through the acquisition, that's when I stopped officially becoming an accountant. And that was in 2019. Hmm. So, well, the, the period you were an accountant, was it the way you saw it as a kid? Was there money in it? Or yes. the reality was different? There was money. There was money. Like, I think, like, a lot of my peers at, who are still at EY are all partners, at least a director. Mm. So, and they're all making really good money. But for me, money was just a means to an end. Like, I always say I'm going to make money regardless. I want to make money while having a great time and while doing things I really care about. Like, if, if I was working just for money alone, I would have stayed an accountant because, you know, I'd probably be a partner and I'm making, I don't know, six figures. I have a nice, lovely house somewhere. But that wasn't what really motivated me. Money, at one stage, be stopped becoming the motivator. And uh, I care about other things than money. Like, money is a, like, we need money, but like, it's not anything, that, it's not everything. So, yes, accounting, at least my end of the profession and the amount of time I spent in it, it would have been very lucrative, but it, it wasn't, I care about other things. Like, money was not number one on my list as I got older. So what exactly, you've you've given us a little hint about what Hulk does, but I want mm-hmm. you to break it down to someone who knows nothing about angel investment or anything investment. So tell us what Hulk mm-hmm. does and you know what, aim it's, what it aims to achieve for entrepreneurs and, and founders of startups. Yeah, so uh, Hulk in its purest uh, form is a syndicate. And what a syndicate is, a syndicate you know, is a, a group of people that come together and they decide to uh, invest in companies. Plain and simple. That's what a syndicate is. Hulk is a syndicate, but our version is slightly different. Again, a lot of syndicates decide who can join and who cannot join. Our syndicate isn't very restrictive. Our syndicate is relatively open um, in the sense that anybody can join. Whether you're black, white, Asian, anybody can join the syndicate. So like our syndicate is, relative, is very open. The people we attract are typically founders, in like professionals, uh, people who work in like mostly tech, doctors, lawyers, every everybody and anybody, right? Um, and the criteria is just that you're either you know a professional, a founder, or you know any anybody in between. So yeah, in the purest form, it's a syndicate. What we do is we go and source uh, founders who are you know building tech or tech-enabled companies for Africa and the diaspora. So um, that's the investment thesis or the people that we invest in. Uh, and that's what's unique about Hulk. It's a relatively global syndicate with members across 35 countries. And anybody either on the continent or in the diaspora has an opportunity to invest in any company that they want to invest in. And hopefully we can go out and do the work and bring those companies in front of them. Is that like a minimum amount for investment? Yes. Um, again, the other thing that we've, uh, we were innovative around is figuring out how we can collect small checks. And small checks is like anything from $1,000. And, you know, we, we, we figure it out. So the minimum to invest is $1,000. But how you invest that $1,000 is completely at your discretion. We don't force you to invest in any company. 
we just do the work we find the companies we speak to the founders and you at your own discretion decide how you want to allocate your capital so that's that's very that's what's unique about us uh we've really tried to lower the barrier of entry into angel investing because angel investing historically was purely for rich people right mm -hmm. uh, but in in africa we are poor um <laughs> yes there are a lot of rich people but the, the, the majority of people are not rich so like the model the angel investing model as it is known does not work for a lot of places across the continent so we essentially found a model to really lower the barrier of entry because the founders need that capital right and we can't always wait for uh the west or europe or america to give us that money mm -hmm. like we have to find a way to back local founders in some shape or form and then hopefully when they get to a certain stage the west you know the west can come in and do their thing but the the other reason why we really cared about making sure that we invest locally but also get people to invest locally is because when there are returns we need that money to stay on the continent because when the money comes from the west you know europe or wherever and these investors put the money they you know the let's say you put a thousand and then you get two thousand back these people are going to come back and take that money back to where that money came from mm -hmm. right? and africa will remain the same if that continues yeah so if we get local people, educate them, train them, and they can actually invest the money locally, when the return comes, that money will stay around. That means that more companies will get funded, more capital will go towards other founders who really want to build great technology and great companies, and we will be like better off than, than we were. So that's the other key motivation around doing what we do at Hook. And yeah, I have decided to commit my career to it. All right. And listening to Africa Tech Radio, we're having a conversation with Joe Kinvey. And, uh, you know, I've been talking about how he stumbled upon, you know, founding the company he has founded. Talking about Hulk. And uh, he has told us about his, his story, right? Growing up in school, after school, working strategically, actually, because he said, okay, I want to, I want to actually achieve this. Before I can achieve this, let me go and do this. Do you get it? Is, it is an amazing thing. But, you see, I know that every company, every founder that ever that's ever lived has faced challenges, right? In founding their company. What is the, like the biggest challenges that you faced and how how did you overcome them? Yeah, I think I already touched on one, which is essentially just knowing how to build a company, right? Um I didn't know how to build a company. I had no idea. I didn't have any role model. And I failed terribly. I hired a developer uh, that I didn't really know. I was paying him like out of my own salary, doing things on the side. And I quickly realized that this is not going anywhere because I had no idea what I was doing. Mm. And that can, that really prompted me to go and work for a startup to learn. And like one of the best things I learned from working at a startup is, you know, picking your team, the people that you really want to work with. The startups don't work for usually like a lot of reasons, but like, the top two is the run out of money. Mm. And the second one is like the team doesn't work, right? Uh, the team doesn't work and there's some founder conflicts. Picking the right people to work with is probably the best decision that you can make as a founder. And that is something that I take with me in anything I do. And it applies to even life, which is marriage, right? The people, the first, I've heard that one of the, the important decisions that you can make in life is who you marry, right? And 
you have to look at building a company as a marriage and you need to have the right person to build that with and like those are like that lesson was really important for me and as i kind of just started building things having the right people to build the weight was pivotal to its success so the first thing that i was part of is uh you know it's a community called as a non-for-profit called apni there are seven of us that started apni seven of us and everybody had different skills that brought together we were able to make this you know community work um and when we were starting hope newbie and i newbie is my co-founder at hope newbie and i had so like we were kind of just hanging out and meeting every saturday and trying to figure out what this thing is going to be and newbie and i had very complementary skills so for example i'm the numbers guy i'm the guy who's doing interviews the pr guy newbie is the operation back office super program manager guy newbie is also the connect guy newbie knows half of the founders in lagos right and i knew like by the way you should definitely interview newbie um he's he's the guy he's the guy and we had great complementary skills and we both really cared about like the mission was very much aligned like we knew that we wanted to, by the way hope was never meant to be a company we just wanted to be investors like we wanted to play part we wanted to see how we can enable ourselves as investors and hopefully we can enable more people to become investors but i wouldn't be doing this with anybody else because we both really cared up care about it we're able to go through the highs and the lows like right this week has been super hectic for the both of us but you know we're we're doing it because we have you know a mission we know where we're going we're focused and like i wouldn't be doing this with anybody else so like picking the team is something that i think like i made a mistake initially but i pray that going forward i don't make that mistake again and i'm gonna before even i if i ever go and build something else and it's not with newbie it's gonna take me a while to you know land on the right person to build with by the way i never build anything myself because i'm i know the things i'm good at and i don't know the things i'm not good at and um i wouldn't build anything just by myself no knowing your your limitations is a superpower people do not know they feel like okay you have to know yeah. how to do everything but it is false so why do you think you made a mistake with your team initially i just didn't know the dynamics of what a co-founder should be right or what a team member should be and if you're paying developers to build something for you they're not emotionally attached to this they don't care you're paying them to give it you're paying for a service to deliver the service to you you really want to work with people who are who buy into your vision and they treat it as it's their thing right and you 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 want to pay them but also you want to give them a piece of it when this thing works out they will also get a piece of it so one thing i haven't spoken about is we've been actively building software for hoke and also other syndicates and we have a cto who is the co-founder of this product and we wouldn't be able to build this thing without him no way and it took us a very long time to actually find him pitch him the idea get him to buy into the idea come on board by the way this guy was an engineer at stripe right get him to like leave to come and build this thing full time it, it took a lot of work but like again if it wasn't because of him we wouldn't build this i would never pay engineers or somebody in lagos or india or turkey to help build this thing so like i learned my lesson i made that mistake i learned my lesson and i don't care whether it takes two or three years to find the right person to build with 
it's worth the wait. It's worth the wait because when you have the right person, you build quickly. When you don't have the right team, it will you'll probably be tossing around for three years. You're not gonna build anything. You'll change, they'll make mistakes, but they don't care, they'll charge you more, they'll keep charging you more. Because for them, it's just, you know, the longer you they stay with you, the more you'll be paying them. But if you have somebody who buys into your vision, they will they will, you know, they will help get to where you need to get to. Okay, um, I know that you are an investor. That is what I literally said when we started, right? Investor Joe. <laughs> but I want to know what mistakes you feel like founders make um, that makes funding far away from them. Like, they don't get funding the way they should get. What is that mistake that they make that, you know, funding just leaves them? There's a word I'm looking for, but it leaves me right now. Yeah, I, I, I know what, what you're saying. Evade. Yes, evades them. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> I think I think founders spend too much time focusing on things that don't matter, right? Mm. When you're building a business, you're building a business to sell to somebody. Like, there is two key players in business. The builders and the buyers, right? Look at yourself right now. Your buyers are your listeners, right? Mm-hmm. And your, your product is this interview. And they're going to listen to it, right? That's the product that you're selling on the service, whatever you want to call it. Founders spend way too much time trying to guess what the customer wants. What I'm trying to say is they spend a lot of time trying to make the product perfect. Oh, this thing is not do- done. This is not done. Build quickly, put it in the hands of your customers and get feedback. Because those are the people who want to buy your stuff. Why don't you give them what you have and ask them the question, is this what you really want? And they'll tell you. No, you know, I want it like this and I want it like that. I want it like this. After you've spoken to enough customers, you will have something that your customers want. And this is like, get it out as quickly as possible. Like the V, the version 0.1 needs to be out quickly. Don't try to make it perfect. Don't try to make the, the best landing page. Our first version of the Hulk landing page was text. Hulk is a community of da, 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 da. It was text. It was a text-based... It was like you go and read Twitter. We did not spend too much time trying to build a website, a pretty website. We had a mailing list. We had Slack. We ran Hulk on no code for three years. If we wanted to build what we're building today, we wouldn't have started. It would have taken us three years to get... You and I wouldn't, wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Get started as quickly as possible. Use no code tools. If you're an engineer... Go use Retool. There's a lot of tools out there that you can use to get started as quickly as possible. Don't spend thousands on engineers and nobody even wants the thing that you're building. Find a very cheap and easy way to get that product out as quickly as possible. Use Google Forms. Like, get it in the hand of your customers. Like, founders spend way too much time trying to get the product perfect and you don't even know that people want this thing. So like the mistake, that's the mistake. And if it's not what people want, they'll tell you. Because nobody or they they won't pay you. Nobody will not like people will pay you for something that gives them value. Mm-hmm. So when when we started in 2020, we didn't really know. First of all, it was never meant to be a company. So like there was no monetization or anything. And then we started seeing that we're spending a lot of money on legal, like paperwork, documentation, lawyers, da da da. And then we're like, well, we spend all this money. We need to find a way to recoup the money back. So in 2021, we decided to charge membership. 
but we weren't really sure whether somebody would pay 100 or 200 300 dollars for this and we just like one weekend i was actually here in this apartment where one weekend we set up stripe and then we're like hey guys everybody's community we have all these fees we want to be able to cover it if you really want to be remain part of this community pay our journey if you pay a membership fee blah 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 i remember the first hundred dollars that we got sweet <laughs> i'm telling you it was the like it, it gave us reassurance that we have something that people really want in the first year of running hoke we made in 2021 when we started charging that year we made thirty six thousand dollars. oh wow right just on a side hustle making people pay membership this and that they like we didn't want to build a business but we had a cost that we had a cost that we had to offset we weren't gonna go to an investor to ask for money because we don't have any so we had to like figure out a way to make it work so if you're a founder and nobody's willing to give you money for why you build it because you actually haven't built anything find a way to make it work like start small just start like get out there start building use local tools get somebody to pay for it because people pay for value like people pay for value and that's it as long as you're delivering value people will pay you for it it's plain and simple i think that's the mantra i'm going to take you know with me to the end of the year just start just do it just, <laughs> just like we we have this new term i hope is like do it angry do it angry do it excited do it happy do it anyway do it anyway, do it anyway. Mm-hmm. that's it like we it's on our social media you'll see it like and it's something that we live by internally like my team we just do it it doesn't mean it's gonna be the best thing but we get it started like this product that we launched yesterday like, i'm telling you we've been sitting on it for weeks i've been nervous i'm like, ah i'm gonna put this in the hands of people now they're not gonna like it da, 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 da. you know what put it out there and people are using it. People are giving us feedback. We're like, yeah, if you like this, is it what's working for you? What's not working? Give us feedback. So, like, we're running Hulk as investors, but we're also entrepreneurs. We're founders. Like, so, like, we understand the challenges of building companies because we're building this company while investing, right? Mm-hmm. And even makes this journey more exciting because we can really relate to the founders. And we're also operators, like we've been working, I've been working for 12 years, Newbie is still working, Yao is the, the CTO, my entire team are operators, so we really connect with founders, and it makes it much, much easier to, you know, get on the same page with them, deploy that capital, be honest with them on the first call to be like, this is not going to work, or I'm so excited for you, let me bring it to the community and see what we can do. So, yeah, I, I, I love my job, I'm sure you can see obviously (laughs) yeah obviously so you know that technology has evolved over the years and what the the platforms we have now we didn't have them back then you know we had everything was was in person you have to travel miles to meet your partners it was tedious but now everything is at our disposal so what is the most exciting part of tech that you're most excited about like the, the what you think you, you you want to see in the future in technology and for your business well the the most exciting is already here right i think the internet like is the best thing that has happened to <laughs> africa it has it yeah is. like we've had electricity we've had so like the biggest innovation that happened you know electricity power mm-hmm 
and then you know, mobile phones yeah connect connectivity mm-hmm. like connectivity is the most important technology for africa you and i would not be having this conversation if it wasn't got for connectivity exactly. right? yeah yeah and it's gonna be the way out for the continent and i don't really care too much around you know people building on ai da, 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 da. like <laughs> most of the technology you see in africa mm-hmm. is tech enabled like yeah very few people are building novel technology mm-hmm. the application of what we currently have is the way out for the continent and the areas that really excite me is the education piece right education puts everybody at the same level so like if you and i have a degree in accounting and finance i don't know why a degree or communication whatever the case is we have the same foundation right and companies like all school um all the online education platforms are really making it much much easier for anybody in africa to get started to start learning and that's because we are they're connected somehow mm-hmm and that part really excites me because first is education, then there's employment because you can't really be employed unless you're educated, right? Mm-hmm. So like all school is solving that at mass, like mass. And then the, the 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 jobs. Now you can get a job anywhere. You don't have you don't have to travel to Europe or America to get a job. Remote jobs powered by connectivity, right? And then the next level is the entrepreneurship like you cannot build a company on an empty stomach and venture capital goes to a small group of people that the majority will need to figure out how to fund these businesses through their salaries loans all that kind of stuff and then when we start really unlocking entrepreneurship at scale where anybody can now start their businesses they can sell their stuff online and i'm talking like this already happened but i don't know to what extent it's happening continent-wide when we start unlocking unlocking this then we're going straight to the moon like we're not going to have to wait for anybody to come and save us because we can save ourselves and yeah like the internet is the most amazing thing that has happened to the continent ai is doing its thing but let's use what we already have let's let's leverage what we already have right i keep saying that there's no new song today nobody would tell me that this song I just, you know, formed it off, you know, from the top of my head. I don't believe so. I am an old school person in terms of music. And when I listen to music, I'm like, but this is a sampled song from this song. And I'm listening to a song from 1960 something. I'm hearing a 2023 um, sound in it. And I'm okay. I love it. Do you know? So what you're saying, technology, the innovations are built on the back of previous innovations. And that is how it's going to continue. There's nothing new anymore <laughs> that is amazing yeah. is there anything you want to add i want to know where you what you have what you have planned for hulk in future yeah um so like i think we want to make hulk accessible to more people right for the longest time we we were doing everything manually low code no code and we couldn't really scale we couldn't go to like we couldn't reach ten thousand, one hundred thousand people because we didn't have the technology now we've actually gone and built the technology and what that means is Hulk will be accessible to a lot more investors. And what that means is we can now invest in more companies, right? Mm. So the more capital we have access to, the more companies we can back together. And, you know, the more capital we can funnel towards founders who are building for Africa and the diaspora. I'm so excited for 
what this can be. And I really want to get to a stage where, you know, I think I've done my piece. I take a step back, we hire somebody who runs it because there's so many things I want to do in life, right? Um, I can tell you some of them, but like there's a lot of things I want to do and I, I don't want to be running Hulk and hug it like it's my baby. Hulk is a community project that is a, it's not a, it's not a not-for-profit, it's a for-profit. Uh, and, but it doesn't mean, I don't think I'm the best person to run it. I want to get to a stage where we have somebody who's much better than me that can run it at scale and we have the right technology to manage that because technology really allows you to run things at scale. That's where the old school use case is amazing because they can educate at scale. You want to invest at scale. And while you're doing this at scale, you use technology to build in trust, you know, uh, safety, find a way to provide returns for investors, bring the right companies and again, leveraging technology. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited because I think what we're doing really matters for the continent and the money goes to the continent it stays on the continent and this is where the economic empowerment comes in like you know when money you know when you when, when you really study how money works you realize that you need to keep as much of it in one place and keep you know recycling it going back around you don't mm. want it to leave uh where it is or else we'll just you know keep getting poorer mm -hmm. so yeah i'm excited for hope i'm excited for our members because now people have access to a different asset class investing which is venture. It's risky. Uh, should I put that disclaimer at the start? Like, <laughs> this is very risky. So that's why we put a huge emphasis on education because if you are educated, you can make more informed decisions. That doesn't really guarantee that the companies are going to work out because nine out of 10 companies fail, but at least you would make better informed decisions. So like, yeah. Finally, hmm? For you know, youngins like us who are making tiny, tiny money, and you know, sometimes we look at ourselves and say, "Okay, I think I'm, you know, spending my money too recklessly. I want to invest yeah. in something." And I'm hearing the minimum amount of investment in Hulk is one thousand dollars. Is there any? It's, I think right now it's, it's now it's nine hundred thousand. Ah, oh my gosh! <laughs> so, is there any any opportunity for people low income earners? Um, to invest in companies or anything that can give them returns? Yes, I think like angel investing is just one asset class, right? So before you can start investing, you need to start saving. Oh, no, 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 don't start saving. You need to start making money. <laughs> First and foremost, right? <laughs> oh my God. And okay. And again, let's go back to the, this thing as well, like education, employment, and then, uh, you know, uh, enterprise, right? So you need to go and learn something. Be educated. The next step is you get a job. You become employed. You become a resource to the nation. And then you try to get your income up. You need to like make more money because like this is not for people who haven't gone through the, the, the necessary steps, right? So make money, then save your money, right? Then invest in something that protects your money, property, you know, T-bills, safe. And then, as you climb this ladder, you move towards something that's more risky. But you already have a good foundation. So, like, say you have ten thousand, right? You have ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars. You put nine thousand in your piggy vest accounts, you know, or whatever. That's safe. Piggy vest makes sure your money's safe, and your money just doesn't go like this. And the remaining thousand, you can take a bit of a risk with it, which is, or maybe a lot of risk, which is you put that one thousand into like you know, one or two angel investing or something that's a little bit risky. 
right? When you lose that thousand, you still have nine thousand. But please don't flip it around and put nine thousand into a startup, and then you lose all the money, and then you come looking at me like ah, Joe, Joe said so. Joe said it. Yes. <laughs> all right. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So like, I think, I think, I think there's like there's levels. Like people need to really understand that it's life. You have to just take the stairs right i mean we want to invest in something that will start bringing money you understand and then we'll not start investing in capital properties picky picky vest picky vest like picky vest is the best thing that's happened to nigeria do you have do you have investment for piggy vest no i don't actually i wish i did but i did meet i met Somto when i was in in lagos he's the ceo amazing guy and the entire team at piggy vest they've really figured out this thing and they've built something that is for people and they are probably one of the biggest wealth creation tools for nigeria but pgvest is just one risevest is another one risevest allows you to invest in property do you know risevest go check them out like they allow you to invest in dollars meaning that your money is protected against the you know the naira up and down up and down up and down right Mm. so there's a lot of tools out there that you can use just to get started like you're getting 5 10 15 20 percent that those are really good returns okay when you stay consistent you will and also check out money africa tosin shout out to tosin money africa is amazing they provide education like they teach you how to really build wealth mm. all like, right check them out like i i should really write something about this because i always talk about it but i haven't documented it anyway like when you write just say lillian uh, this is this is the conversation yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so like angel we we're we're playing in the risky asset class mm okay it's not for us (laughs) it's not no you you must not start with us okay there's other places that you can get started so like i just gave you three money africa uh rise you know piggy best that everybody knows Mm -hmm. i'm sure there's so many more that you can you know um leverage and like 20 percent a year compound like five years you get double your money like very few places yeah so people really underestimate the power of compounding I, you put the money there, don't take it out. So every month you put, you put, you put, you put. It, like time is your your best asset. Okay. And if you haven't started, start now. Like it's never too late. Time is your best asset. So we're going to leave with that. Yeah. Thank you very much, Joe. You've been really expressive, and you've been giving us amazing nuggets. It's, it's it's going to be documented. Thank you very much for responding to my de- my message on LinkedIn. Wait, yes, but we haven't spoken about Child Deck. Okay, what do you want to say about Child Deck? <laughs> I just want to say that go to childdeck.com, check out Child Deck. It's probably in your area. If you want to get deliver- your food delivered in less than 30 minutes, Child Deck is the platform that you should be using. The best, it's actually the best. Like I used it when I was in Lagos and it works for me. It works for everybody. Check them out. It's All better right. than, I'm not even going to name those people out there, but it's better Don't than name them. Like, your food, <laughs> Like, can I tell you, last time, mm. last time my food came, I didn't have to put it in the microwave. Hey, so, uh, I all right um we'll check them out thank you very much jerry check follow follow yeah. joe on linkedin in fact on all social media platforms his name is joe kinvi because you know get you know get part two it's just <laughs> all I'm right. ready when you are. thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com